I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. after the tone, after the tone, leave your much. Hello, old friends and new. It's me, Scotty, and this, of course, is After the Tone, uh, which this time is coming to you live from London. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely, beautiful, and so authentic as well, which I really love. Tis the season to be a Mary, so this very special Christmas-ish episode, we're going to be serving up poo, fanny, and nanny bags. Why does... Why does it never surprise me? Have people not stopped shitting themselves yet? It's been four years and they're still doing it anyway. Uh, Plus, apparently there's a few gifts for me to unwrap. (laughs) No, I think we should be more concerned by that than let alone anything else. And with no guests by my side, we thought we might ask a few audience members here today if they might want to join me in the not-so-hot seat to have some big opinions about other people. But... Before that, yes, we're back. Isn't that nice? (laughs) Well, only for a bit. So lower your expectations, all right? Because you didn't actually raise that amount of money, okay? (laughs) Okay. So yeah, we're back for a little bit. This is a special episode that we've lined up for you, courtesy of the very brilliant diehard 80Tiers who threw lots of coins at war and made this happen. Uh, There are three more episodes planned, including a greatest hits and a very special pub get-together. Remember, you can still join the gossip at After the Tone POD on the Instagram, and why not share the podcast with your pal, or better still, give us a review on your platform if it allows it. I think people will definitely do it after I've given them that tone. Uh, Producer Debbie isn't here. She's got COVID, apparently. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I fully believe COVID is a thing. <laughs> like I, just, as that came out of my mouth, I was like, is this the moment that they realise I'm an anti-vaxxer? Like, it's all a hoax, it's in your brain. The virus is in your mind. Uh, no, uh, she's actually got uh, COVID, which actually I just think she's fucking work shy myself. So I'm um, sending you all the love, producer Deb, but worry not, producer Maya is in the house. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, now, uh, before we get on on that, I have to introduce everybody to a very glamorous assistant because obviously we're a person down and somebody very thoughtfully has jumped in to move the microphone around the room. It's a very technical job. Okay. So everybody, please say hello to my friend Ollie. Yeah. My friend Ollie. Ollie, I hear you're an LTL. Does anybody know what an LTL means? Ten points. Look at that. So, do you know what I love about an ATT listener? Very committed. Very diehard, like, yeah, long-time listener. Yeah, good. Okay. Um, uh, you're an LTL? Yes. Ollie? Yeah? Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think the anxiety just proved it. <laughs> <laughs> we are quite an anxious bunch of mentally unwell people, aren't we? I wonder what that is, because I'm actually quite a sane, normal person. You give off that vibe. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, so Ollie's got their microphone. We're all having a lovely time. I'm sorry, you can't just like sneak into the second row wearing antlers. Is it antlers that you're wearing on your head? Ollie, please give that microphone to that person. Um, well, they're, they're just like, I don't know, like little head boppers with elves on. I thought I'd get into the spirit, you know. Make a bit of an effort. <laughs> <laughs> lovely. Thank you so much. What's your name? Grace. Grace, lovely. And where have you come from today? Um, well, I'm from South East, but I've come... I, the short answer. <laughs> Just the abridged North version. London. North London. Okay, I want more specifics. Whereabouts? Finsbury Park. Finsbury Park. Mm. I'm from Kentish Town, so... You forgive me now for... No, that, that means actually... <laughs> There's shit between us. Uh, lovely. Anyway, that was the segue, Grace, that I didn't think that would happen. Uh, lovely. Everyone say hi to Grace. <laughs> Hi, Grace. <laughs> Hi. Uh, wonderful. Okay, shall we get going? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's hear our first call, please. Hello, Scotty, producer Deb, Tim Katmeyer, everyone at the pub. A very quick one for me. It's all the bees. I'm still in Brighton. I have moved out of my ex-marital home um, and I've been precariously housed since then. Moving between Airbnbs, friends' houses, all of that stuff. And as we know, I don't like change. So I'm a little bit more mental in the face than I usually am. But I'm surviving. It's all we can do, in it? So I'm in this Airbnb. It's beautiful. It's right on the seafront. And I've come to make my leftovers, which is chicken and chorizo stew. But I thought, fuck it, I'm going to have noodles because why not? It's Tuesday. So I've made the noodles, I've heated up my chicken and chorizo leftovers, they ain't got any fucking big bowls. So basically, I've just had to sit (laughs) and eat (laughs) my noodles and chicken and chorizo stew out of a measuring jug. (laughs) I was literally like, fucking Albeck, has it come to this? A friend of mine assured me that it was actually resourcefulness. So we'll go with that. I've also got a poo story. So I used to work in adult support services with um, adults with additional needs. And this one time I was sat on the sofa 
doing the night shift and one of the people that lived there was just sat next to me watching EastEnders. Lovely. And I suddenly thought, God, I can smell shit. God, why can't I smell shit? And I sort of, like, what's going on? So I was sort of saying it out loud, like, why can't I smell poo? What's going on? And I looked down and this fella had a massive poo in his jogging bottoms pocket and I screamed my head off. <laughs> and I was like, why have you got a poo in your pocket? And he basically, he picked it up out of his pocket. It was like a log and went, what, this? <laughs> so yeah, that's my poo story. Save the best till last. Well... <laughs> Such a shame, isn't it? <laughs> Lovely. It's uh, as ever all the bees in Brighton. It's so good to hear from you. Listen, I just want to start with uh, the logging question. The audacity! The audacity of someone eating noodles out of a jug <laughs> to pass dispersions on where somebody might hold a defecation. You know. <laughs> Do you know, those who live in glass houses is, is the phrase that comes to mind. But I just, I did just want to push this a bit further because when you were saying it, I thought, okay, the, the punchline will arrive at some moment. And then I realised I've seen far too much fucking performance art in my time. <laughs> that that was quite a normalised experience for me. I've seen people rub shit up the walls because they've got Arts Council funding. <laughs> So, I don't know if this is going to go into the shit 101 stories. I don't know. I might ask the audience. Audience, do you think this, if there should be a shit episode coming up soon, (laughs) does this get to go in the shit basket? Yeah, yeah. Very, I love this person on the fourth row. Right, Ollie, could we get this to the person nodding on the fourth row? You've got great bangs and uh, some great eyewear there. Well done. I think I've described you quite well. That was a very, uh, the, the room was very split, but you, person, were like, yes. I think it's a good shit story. Okay, yeah, we need more than that. I have lots of shit stories. But fab. <laughs> fab. Have you got any that you want to hand over? Because I'm an escort and I do lots of domination work. And so men are always kind of shitting everywhere. But I've never seen a shit in a pocket and I appreciated that. Well, thank you. I've got, I've got some questions. And if you don't want to answer them, say, I don't want to answer them. But they're from a very practical point of view because the gentleman caller in question will maybe leave the place or the premises or etc and maybe you're left with things that are covered in other people like how do you get it off is there like have you got a tried and tested like well my go-to dildo cleaner is method eucalyptus like have you got like a a favorite way of cleaning you just wrap everything like condoms on everything I always like I work from home and I have like I call it the cum rag, and it's like a blanket I put over my bed when I'm working. (laughs) And so you just remove the cum rag afterwards. I love that, like a community blanket. Yeah. Which is so stunning, but actually, do I mean, does it, I mean, I'm going to ask, does it get washed or, I mean... It does get washed, but not as often as it should. Fab, (laughs) fab, fab. No, I'm with that, because actually... 
Trying to dry out a blanket in an apartment is very difficult. Yeah, because yeah, you have to have the heating on, and that costs you about 40 quid just to dry out a blanket. No, thank you. I'm with you on that. Do you have a preferred uh, fabric softener? No, no preferred fabric softener. Great. Lovely. I think those are all my questions. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. In which case... I don't know why, but people don't mind telling me anything. It's lovely, isn't it? You know, maybe it's just the way in which you ask things. Um, I think all the bees in Brighton, I think we will consider this shit story because, largely because I love the fact that you're watching EastEnders, actually. And all the bees in Brighton is actually in the room tonight. Can we, uh, we say hello? Is that okay if we say hello? Hi, yeah. What era of... Why is it that these are the questions that come to my mind? What era of EastEnders are we talking? So we're talking 2005. Oh, 2005. Yeah, exactly, vintage. Yeah. It was amazing. So we're talking, uh, you're not my mother, yes I am. Yes. <gasps> I know. Wow. I know. The tension. How I became your mother. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> All the bees in Brighton. Great. Now, actually, this is a bit of a segue, and I'm not going to put you on the spot, all these, but at this moment, I was going to invite somebody to come up who might want to listen to a couple of calls with me and have some big opinions about other people's lives. Do you think you'd like to be a person that would like to have opinions on other people's lives? Oh, good Lord. Um, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Well, that's all the of come up then, honey. That's all right. If you don't mind, don't want to put you on the spot. I sort of have. Um, yeah, oh, you look fab. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. Yeah. How are you? I mean, well, I say, how are you? Yeah, I know. Ask, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so you'll God, just need to be a bit nice. closer to that microphone, oh. if that's okay. Oh. Lovely. Yes. You can't teach show business, can you? Um, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for coming out. So, uh, do you actually live in Brighton? I do live in Brighton now. Like, as if that was a conspiracy. <laughs> do you live in Brighton, or is it Hove actually? No, it's not Hove. It's Brighton. I live oh. in the rough bit. Oh, do you? I live in Kemptown. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Oh, is that Mm. That used to be gay in my day. It's gay, but also full of, yeah, full of crack. <laughs> that was not intentional. Fair enough. Various got, crack. Just because mm. I feel like I'm not being hospitable to you, I've got half a cup of um, cold tea there that's made with cow milk. So at any point, treat yourself. Um, how did you come to the podcast, please? Because you've been like, I would like to say you've been on the mantelpiece, which is like, you know, you've been at the bar, stood with me for quite some time now. How did you come to the podcast? So I don't even really know. Okay, lovely. I know, I know it's a bit rubbish, isn't it? I don't, I think, no, my friend posted about something on Instagram, I think. It was either Kay or Charlotte. They posted and I was like, oh, what's that? Got into it, obviously, as a queer fat weirdo. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, me too. It's <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> a bit of anxiety. My ADHD said yes to doing this, and now I'm like, fucking hell, what am I doing this? If at any moment you're like, I don't want to fucking do this, then that's completely fine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm all if, right. More than anybody, if anyone knows about the fucking mentals, I know about them, babe. So we're with, <laughs> we're with each other in this, do you know what I mean? And just look out at them. They oh. look like crazy people. Because it's, it's so bright. It is, yeah. We'll, we'll be all right. Um, let's do one call with each other, and if you feel like you fancy doing another, we can do another. Oh, Sound right. like a deal? Yeah. Lovely. All the bees, please. <laughs> Good. Okay, let's have call number two, please. I used to love Christmas, and then I hated it, because uh, I lost my nana on Christmas Day in 2009. And, yeah, it just made it really tough to enjoy it without her but these days I'm just sort of trying to embrace it and why it was so good when she was around and I thought I would share with you all 
about the nanny bag because the nanny bag was such a special Christmas thing. Basically what she would do throughout the year, she would collect things from charity shops, wherever. She was like bargain hunter, supreme. Things that were in date didn't mean much to her. So you would often get things that were out of date. But it was kind of all part of the fun. But this bag was just so special because it meant that she had you in her mind every single day. You know, it wasn't just about rushing out and buying this expensive thing that you really wanted, or you thought you wanted, or that was wrapped up in consumerism. It was an accumulation of thinking about you and loving you and putting this into this little package. And it really was a bag, a plastic bag. You know, nothing special, not a Christmas bag, just an old plastic bag. I got some such weird things. I mean, one year I got these gloves that were like gorilla hands yeah very questionable um over the uh, ethical stand on those um sometimes if it was something really special she'd wrap it in a bit of paper that might be in a bit of newspaper or a bit of old like wrapping paper or something like a little necklace or a trinket or something like that and yeah these bags they just they just made christmas because you felt loved and that is now what christmas is to me forget all the consumerism and all the feels about kind of being surrounded by so much food when you've got food issues and like I try now to just get everyone together spend more time with family with friends with loved ones and just show them that they are loved no matter how you choose to do that but that is the most important part of Christmas for me it's funny by the way sending love to you all and I hope that you have a good season whatever that looks like try and make sure you look after yourselves this is the thing I can't fucking stand about Christmas everyone gets a bit romantic about it don't they (laughs) oh let's move away from capitalism let's all just love each other fuck off (laughs) do you have any big thoughts I just thought that was adorable oh okay very (laughs) much Yeah. Have you ever been given a nanny bag? No, but I've been given stuff wrapped in newspaper. Oh, and it stunned. always feels a little bit cheap. <laughs> Sorry, not saying about your nan. That was nice that your nan did that. But no, you said it about their nan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. What's the worst thing you've been given? Do you know what? When I was about thirty-seven, my mum bought me these pink fairy lights. It, it made no sense whatsoever, because I've never been that kind of person. Yeah. And also, my mum never got me that sort of stuff when I was little, so it was weird that she got it to me when I was a whole grown-ass adult. So yeah. It's just strange. That is quite... I'm trying yeah. to think. Um, chlamydia is probably the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so you're it's going so there. persistent. Oh, yeah. It's such a persistent it one, is. isn't it? it yeah. Is. Um, I don't, do you know what? Like, my nan is uh, very much has the Christmas approach that I do. At the age of five, five, she sat me down. She's such an innocent Catholic, young cherubic child, as you can imagine that I was. Untainted or bastardised <laughs> at that moment. And um, my grandmother said, now, he's a lie. <laughs> and basically told me the truth about Christmas. I went to my mum and I was like, have you been lying? <laughs> my mum was like, my fucking mother. So it was quite 2005 EastEnders as well. Yeah, yeah. No, So I've, I've viewed Christmas through quite traumatic, traumatic? <laughs> traumatic eyes for quite some time, yeah. yeah. 
Are you a big Christmas person? No, I'm not. I hate Christmas. I like people and I like being around my family and stuff, but I don't like buying presents on demand. For real? No, because I like, if I see something throughout the year, I like getting it for someone and giving it to them. But if you ask me to do it on demand, I can't do it because the pressure kicks in. Yeah. I don't like that. It's yeah. out of order. I also think, like, let's be real, like, yeah, you like being around your family, but, like, all of them? And, do, like, and also, like, do you know them? Like, I feel like when ever those those moments like you know like a wedding that you're like invited to a wedding and they're like there's no gift let's just like give whatever you like and you're like no that's fucking pressure because I don't actually really know you like <laughs> we've been drunk with each other we're in a whatsapp lol oh my god yeah hate him he's a dickhead etc but if you say to me what does she want in her house I'm like live so- life love <laughs> <laughs> So there's part of me which is like, do you actually know your people well enough? Because I think my people are more my pals, you know, my chosen. Mm. To be honest, my family, we're all massive musos. So it's usually music focused. We get the tunes on and we just get a bit drunk. And I don't Buy mind a piano. doing that. <laughs> do you know what? My granddad used to like play the piano. I know. It was really sweet. Ding, ding. Think like all the reggae tunes. Wow, amazing. so the musical vein yeah, really runs through the family. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, that didn't show can it. Can you play yeah. um, the Joanna or anything? No, not really. I can sing. I'm not going to sing on here. Uh, fine. No, I'm not doing no, that. No, look at that, everyone like, no. yes! <laughs> no, I'm not doing no, that. It's a safe space, actually. No. Oh, I love the fact that you can sing. So can yeah. I. And do you know what? When people hear you sing and they don't know that you sing, they always go, oh, I didn't know you could sing. Exactly. It's like a, a very strange, like, bizarre thing. It's like, yeah. well... Just yeah. Anyway, I don't know yeah. where that was going. I don't know where that's going. Um, yeah, but uh, I do also... There's a cultural difference, I think, but uh, that one that showed itself when I was in an establishment. I don't know if you're aware of the work of B&M. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bargains and Madness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's me. Um, I went in, and there was, like, these plastic bin liners that had, like, printed on them, Merry Christmas! And I was like, oh, my God, that really, like, reminds me of being a kid. And the NHS one, who we know, absolute notions, and grew up in a very different household, went, up in a plastic bag. And I was like, well, what did you get your presents? And he was like, mother knitted a sock. (laughs) And it's moments like that that you think, do I actually love you? (laughs) (laughs) The cultural differences around Christmas. completely fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever been to somebody else's house for Christmas and been like, this is a very weird tradition? Well, I'd go to my sort of... So I went to a private school, not because I could afford it, but because I got a scholarship or whatever. So I'd go to... I've been to their houses and been like, what is all of this stuff? Like, stockings, everything looking beautiful, a Christmas tree that's really curated. And I'm like, no, that's not how it was at my house. Everything was just thrown on and that was it. Yeah. That was all right. I think uh, my mum transitioned to being a working-class snob around about the age of six or seven because we went from having coloured lights to all white. (laughs) No, we're having all white this year. Posh. Yeah. But do you know how you can tell that you're rough? Because anybody... (laughs) (laughs) Just as a compliment in my world. Because um, you said I went to private school, but not because I've got money or anything, you know. know, No, it's true. But any any other person would just be like, yeah, I went to private school and, you know, and I love that. We always have to place something. We have to give context, don't we? Absolutely. Because I'm not one of those people. I just, you know... I appreciate that there was a bit of privilege there to get there, but actually I got there because of my noggins at the time. Obviously, I feel mental in the face as an adult, but as a child, I was quite clever. Just in the face? 
just in the face. <laughs> yeah, the general yeah. direction. General face general area. Face. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I'm having a lovely time with you. Would you like to stay for another? I'm all right, as long as I can have a drink. I don't know if I can drink that tea. Don't drink. Somebody, <laughs> somebody get all the bees. No, but, a drink. Oh, look. What's this? Oh, what are you having? A Corston. And a person's bringing it to Thank you. Look you. at that. Thanks. Love that. I said you're rough, and then now drinking elderflower per se. No, I know, but do you know what? I was like, I'm going to treat myself. You're not that rough. (laughs) And I only know it's called per se because I've hung out with posh people. I thought it was press. Uh, Maybe it still is. Who knows? Should we do another? Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. I've said that before, but in a very different context. (laughs) (laughs) Usually a club nightclub toilet. Okay. Uh, Call number three. Hiya, Scotty, Deb, and all of the After the Tone crew, and everyone in the pub. Hello, hello, happy Christmas. It's Sarah here. How's it going? I am ringing with the tale of Good Christmas Deed. Essentially, I had this like ongoing grudge match with my neighbour who hated me because I did something terrible when I was 15 to her house, and... Then, sort of three years later, I'm 18, I've just done my first term at uni, I'm studying drama, I'm loving my life. She turns up at the door and is like, hi Sarah. And basically she wanted me to do a favour. And because it was Christmas, I sort of thought maybe deliver some Christmas cards. Anyway, she was like, we have this rat in our garage. So... I was in there with my son, Paul, who at this point was also the same age as me, 18. And he was like, wouldn't it be funny if we went into the garage and then there was like a human-sized rat in the garage? So then Jill was like, so I've got this rat costume and I wondered if you would stand in the garage and jump out at Paul next time he's in there. You know, given it's Christmas and, you know, you're a drama student, so presumably this is all you do. And I was so perplexed. I was like, of course, yes, of course I will. So that is how I ended up being a rat at June's house. I knocked on the door, I knocked on the back door dressed as the rat. It was not a, like, high-quality costume. I mean, it was like a onesie with a rat's head, but then very identifiable as Sarah in the middle. And do you know what? I, like, knocked on the back door and was like, oh, hi, I'm Mr. Rat. And Jill was like, oh, yeah, 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 no, I'll go and get Paul. And then Paul came downstairs and he was totally unimpressed, presumably because he made a throwaway comment, like, three months prior and then was like, why the fuck are you standing in my kitchen dressed as a rat? And also, so I'm from Newcastle, and he's from Newcastle, but he really liked Oasis, so he had a Mancunian accent. So he was like, oh, you're right, Sarah. Is this about the rat in the garage? So, yeah, that was my Christmas good deed. I moved away from that house quite swiftly after. Has anybody else done a good Christmas deed? Hope you're having fun. Bye. I have so many questions, and um, I feel like we did take drugs. (laughs) I feel like that was just a really long fever dream, where I was just like, okay, in a minute, this is all going to make sense. Can you make sense of it, all the bees? Absolutely not. (laughs) I don't don't know what happened. Is the Christmas rat a tradition? 
Should we look it up on yeah, the internet? Yeah, it should be, though. Because now I've got UB40 in my head, even though it's not a kitchen, it's a garage, but yeah. So, yeah, OK. I'm going to need a rewind on that one. How did we get to UB40? Did they release a song called The Christmas Rat? Right in my kitchen. Right in my kitchen. OK, fine. Fair enough. <laughs> the, the Christmas Rat. It's a book. Yeah, yeah. Author has got one name. Bit strange. Uh, uh, Avi. It was released on the 3rd of October, 2000. Oh, let's have a look at it on Amazon, because that's very Christmassy, isn't it? Oh, it's a self-published. Oh, I love this. And um, Avi signed them all. Love that. It's sold by Avi. (laughs) Love that. Let's see. It's got 13 ratings. Um, Great book, says the Jones family. (laughs) Who she's paid. It was written with a sense of humour and from a boy's point of view. It's a very fun read and it's not too long. What a review review for a book. It's not too long. It's not too long. There's another one here that says The Christmas Rat by Annie. Great book to get a boy interested in reading. Avi has a wonderful way of talking to you and getting you involved in the story. has touched you why would did you say ah oh. it was just like that person's obviously put their heart and soul into the book and <laughs> somebody's read the book and saw their heart and soul and now they're just like touched through amazon and through the rat <laughs> it's just a beautiful moment it's a christmas miracle <laughs> thank you so much what's your name i'm sarah sarah that's thank- not me by the way the rat story wasn't that's your <laughs> there's another sarah in the world wonderful so that was the Christmas rat Um, so the question that we were left there by a different Sarah which we just have to stipulate which is quite important um, was have you ever done a good Christmas deed so before we go over to this group of people staring at us have you ever done a good thing at Christmas (laughs) do you know what God I don't think so I know that's really boring isn't it sorry but no I mean you know you don't have to lie you can just be yourself no I haven't done a good no, deed. No, okay. I haven't done a good deed, sorry. Fair enough. Why? Why bother? <laughs> Just because it's Christmas, you don't have to be nice, do you? Thank you very much. Oh. And do you know what? As they say about dogs, they're not just for Christmas, so be a vile cunt for the rest of your life. <laughs> and that's how I live my life. Exactly, this okay? is my special brand. And I feel like we've met each other there. Yeah. I don't leave me hanging, fine. Oh, no, I, that was, I was actually reaching out there for like a really dramatic, like, oh, thank, oh, you. thank you, we're with each other. Thank but you. clearly, you know. No, I didn't know if you would like touch a lowly person like me. So I was, oh, you know. I, no, I oh, love you. I think I love you're great. You. Yeah, oh. of course you do. <laughs> Now, has anybody else in the audience done a good deed at Christmas or not? Absolutely. Look at that. That really gives you the shine of an audience, doesn't it? Not one person has put their hand up. No one's done anything charitable. And I don't mean giving two pounds a month to some corporate conglomerate. Absolutely no one in this room has done anything nice. Look at that. I'm just making sure I can't see any hands up. That's correct, isn't it? Oh, have you got a hand up? Oh, hello, person in a dungaree. Is it Lucy and Yak? Lovely. Just wanted to. Just wanted to. Make. I'm from what's your Bristol, name? Isn't it? I'm from what's Bristol. your name, friend? Uh, Zoe. Hi, Zoe. Hi. Um, what's your good deed? Uh, I volunteered at a soup kitchen one year doing Christmas dinners. 
That's what I did once on Christmas Day. Bit righteous. <laughs> do you know? Well, you, you asked. I did. Do you no know one what, else Zoe? Put that hand up. No one else put that hand up. I was throwing you a bone here. So, thank you. Do, <laughs> and what a comedic bone it is to be able to pull apart a soup kitchen. <laughs> uh, Zoe, no, you're very right. And, and uh, do, you, do you go back there in March? In March. Just, just December. Oh, uh, well, it was sort of my mate texted me and like, oh, we're really short of people. Fab. Can you help? And I was like, yeah, all right. I don't have an affiliation to that particular soup kitchen. I was just in the right place at the right time. So I blew my family off, pissed my mum off a lot. <laughs> I was like, sorry, I'm not going to be around. For she Christmas Day itself? Yeah, she didn't take it very well. Do you, do you talk? Uh, <laughs> we got over it eventually. Yeah. It was when I was 20 and I'm now 32, and I feel like our relationship's back on track now, so, you know. Only took the golden 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely Zoe. Um, Zoe, what do you do in your life, please? Uh, I work for a charity that supports young people from ethnic minority and low-income backgrounds into their dream job, basically. Zoe's, Aww, Zoe's just like a nice person. <laughs> I've never met, like, a rounded, nice person. Zoe, what's, uh, do you know why I want to ask you? What's the worst thing you've done? Well, not the worst, because <laughs> you don't want to take the shine off, but have you done a bad thing? I have done bad things, yeah. Okay, fair enough. And we'll just leave it like that. Uh, round of applause for Zoe. Thank you, Zoe. And I think there's a message that we could learn here. Not us two, but um, more people could be nice people in this room. Okay, lovely. All right, so I think that's half time. I'm going to say thank you very much. Please say thank you very much to all the bees. You can take your um, middle-class Fanta. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm having a very working-class cup of tea in a mug that says, Martin. <laughs> but that font does look like that person would say, Martin. It's my mug. So I'm having that out of Martin's mug. It is now time for a breather, so uh, don't go anywhere, because for your listening pleasure, we've still got the faggy farmer. Oh, that's nice. A good deed gone wrong. And some proper ATT wisdom. Oh, you know it's going to be about a fucking bird, isn't it? <laughs> the phone lines will remain open over the Christmas period and beyond. So just saying that aloud makes it sound like Samaritans, which I should just like put some like stipulations like no one's going to fucking answer the phone, okay? It's literally just poo, dead birds, and how you're a horrible person. Um, so, you know, if you fancy dropping us a line with some of the silly stuff, the mucky stuff, we'd be very interested in um, hearing from you and so open up the whatsapp send us a voice note to this number zero seven double eight two hundred three four two zero lovely so i think this is now time to um give back Okay, so um, we thought we'd give out some Christmas cake, and Tim said, uh, producer Tim said he was going to make a cake. Did he fuck? <laughs> Did he make a fucking cake? So, cut to me over in the Sainsbury's, manically running around, I might add. Luckily, Heat Magazine's not a thing because they'd be writing in talking about me running around Sainsbury's. Running around Sainsbury's trying to find things, and uh, as you can imagine, you're not the easiest of people to buy for. So, first up, I thought, well, I tell you what, who doesn't like a mince pie? Who does not like a mince pie? I tell you who doesn't like a fucking mince pie? Vegans. So, I thought, here we go, a little vegan Christmas pie. And I thought, look, nine mini mince pies. Of course, they have to make them smaller for the vegans' hands. <laughs> gluten and milk free and I thought yes 
here we go. We've covered all bases. With a dash of brandy, and I thought, well, fucking hell, we know what my lot are like. So then I came to chocolate ginger covered tiffin, which is fully vegan and without any. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Alcohol. And then I thought, well, you know what some people are like? They don't like cake. So I got some Twiglets because it's the season. You know, it is the season of a Twiglet, isn't it? You know the sort of household you're in. If someone like hands you a tube of Twiglets, you're like, I feel at home. Um, and then I thought, well, some people are just funny about Christmas. So I got some Crimbles. Okay. So. I think we've covered all bases, and if we haven't, fuck ya. Okay, so I'm gonna like uh, ask Ollie. Ollie, would you like to distribute? Uh, and if anybody else wants to help, you know, Ollie's only got two hands, bless them. So uh, these are the vegans. These are the vegan ones. Lovely. Uh, these are the, I was gonna say the normal ones. These are the ones for people who eat normal. Uh, these are uh, six mince pies. I did look at the more expensive ones, but the pastry didn't cover it all. You know when like posh people like have a little bit of um, mince meat on show? As if that makes it posh. So if you want to distribute those around. Uh, do I have any people that want a Twiglet? Oh, very definitely. Up the back there, please. I'm watching them get their way to you. Lovely. Who would prefer the fully vegan ginger and chocolate tiffin? Fully vegan, fully vegan. Do you want some as well? Here we go. Look at this. Now, just to let you know, anyone for a crimble, you are eating these at your own hazard. And that's the legal message. <laughs> Done. Lovely. That's it. Do I want one? Thank you so much. No, that's a normal one. I'm not vegan. Don't be daft. 
So, whilst that's happening, we do need your help. We are going through the 150 episodes of ATT at the moment for our best off shows which are coming up. So, we do really need to know what your absolute favourite call of all time is. So, just a little line on the Instagram, please, at After the Tone P-O-D. Calm down, it's only a fucking mince pie. My God. Beautiful. Uh, anyone who's had a mince pie, how, how is the mince pie? Delicious. Out, uh, delicious, we're having. Out of ten? Eleven. Eleven? I mean, give over at Sainsbury's. Anyone who's had a vegan mince pie, how are those? They're good, yes, good. Anybody who had other? The Tiffin's great. The ginger Tiffin. I thought, I looked at them and I thought, that's an after-the-tone snack. There are some queer people with notions coming today, and they definitely want a ginger. And you know they've looked on the back of the packet and gone, I want to know the origin of the ginger. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, settle down, because I do need to get on with the fucking podcast. That is why we're here. It's not fucking Great British Bake Off. <laughs> shall, we, shall we carry on with that? Thank you, someone just shouted that. I love that such manner. Someone just went, thank you. And actually, thank you to the person who thought of me. Only one fucking person. Out of the hundred, hundred pies that I handed out, one person said, would you like one? So, what? So we need a microphone. What did you say? Yeah, I brought you some, some like, things that my mum used to put in my stocking. Oh, have you got things for me? Oh, look at this. Don't get too excited. I'm not, Grace. (laughs) I've met you. Lovely. What have you got? Grace's brought Those. Trafififi! And those. Oh, I don't like them. No, they're, they're, <laughs> they're for old people, aren't they? They're disgusting. Okay, I'll give them back. No, I want them. No, no, no it's, the, it's the thought that counts, Grace. <laughs> don't be vile. Oh, you've got me a present as well. Thank you. In a nan bag, apparently. Do you have to talk into the microphone? I was going to swap them for something that you liked. Oh, have you got other things in your bag? All right, here we go. Yeah, fuck that. (laughs) So, just to let you know, listeners, I've been handed a packet of... Well, they're sweets for people without teeth, aren't they? (laughs) Oh, a matchmaker with orange chocolate. My God, does this person actually listen to the podcast? Orange chocolate. Chocolate and orange. I don't like that. But, no, I love it. (laughs) So... And also, one of my favourite snacks of all time. Thank you very much, Grace. Appreciate that. Round of applause for Grace. Don't be horrible. (laughs) Not just any orange. It's singing orange, actually. And I didn't know that matchmakers were made by Quality Street. God, it's a learning... Oh, look, there's more presents. Look at me. Thank you. Oh, look. Thank you. Don't be shy. Lovely. Thank you. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to judge everybody on what they've brought me. (gasps) Oh, my God. Well... Now, when I heard your accent, I thought, friend in the audience. But if I look at these, and they're actually the Northern Irish Tatoes. <laughs> these are from you, Sarah? Yes. <gasps> Turkey ham. My mum would give me them, and, I, and then Ella would... Well, I said that's well, Yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> all right, I was... I was okay, no, 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 come on. If we're going to do this, we're going to do this properly. How do you know each other? We're married. Someone from the audience echoed, yes, but how do you know each other? Beautiful. Lovely work, actually. Ten points, whoever said that. Okay, so let's just get it straight. 
These potatoes have come all the way from... Belfast. <gasps> Which part? The North Antrim Road. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Chuck <laughs> <laughs> Great. And all the other people in the room looking very like, mm, what does that mean? Did you say a horrible thing? No, it's a piece of culture. Don't worry about it. Um, Chucky love flavour. Yes, beautiful. Um, okay, so they've come from North Belfast. In hand luggage? Yes, on Ryanair yesterday. On Ryanair, <laughs> lovely, beautiful. Do you know what? I just need to know the carbon. That's why, because actually I feel quite guilty consuming them otherwise. And so it wasn't actually your idea to bring them. You actually bought them for yourself. I actually brought them for... Well, my no, Maria. You no. bought them for yourself. No, my mummy got them. Okay, okay, your mum got you them. And then today I was like, let's bring them. Scotty had liked them. And you were like, begrudgingly went along with I it. Did, I did have I did have potato bread and soda bread as well, so that's why I thought I could give you the potato. Sorry, but no, like, you got potato. I wasn't going to bring in a baked product. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you'll find these a bit. <laughs> okay, um, lovely. And so you were you on the flight as well? No, I was. <laughs> no, I don't go to North Belfast. <laughs> I do occasionally, but this was not one of those times. Okay, and um, where's your accent from? Nottingham. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate them. Turkey ham as well, which is such a great thing because you couldn't just call it turkey. Do you know what I mean? Like turkey and stuffing flavour would have sufficed, but no, turkey ham and stuffing. Thank you. I shall have those, and I'm very actually really appreciative of them because you can't get these over here. Well, I mean, you can, but they're very spenny. Do you know what I mean? But, you know, thank you very much. Lovely. Inside this bag, let's open it up. Ooh! All because the lady loves Lint Lindor. Thank you. I shall. Oh, and it's the selection pack. Do you know what? That's money. That is money. And if you think I'm sharing this with you, Shower, you've got another thing coming because this is money. This has got all of the flavors in it and a man on the back drizzling chocolate onto a very big bonbon. That's French for chocolate. Um, thank you. Not a card or a bit of money in there, though. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, let's have a look in this one. <gasps> oh, I think you win. There isn't a prize. Um, watch this. Yeah, okay. In some circles, I'm a yoga influencer, okay? And that's what she deserves. Look at this. We're going to go through it. I've got a cow balloon I might take back some of these I've got a party hat I've got a lovely note Uh, probably read that another time I've got the origami of a bed you think I'm lying someone's told me how to make a bed origami style I think that's what that is yeah alright fair enough I've got uh, the best of the Shangri-Las on CD I love this this is quite easily the best gift I've ever been given cocktail playing cards filthy wrong disgusting I will have them thank you very much um, bubbles does anyone like bubbles should we add some bubbles into the room just for a bit of theatre let's have a bit of theatre who's good at bubbles and not allergic because I know lots of people in this room are allergic thank you so much you look great by the way everything second hand the person just shouted out from the audience thank you I've got some liquid gold which in my world is a very different object <laughs> <laughs> but 
I don't think I should put it where I usually would with glycolic acid within it. Um, there's a Ruffello. There's a couple of tea lights scented. And then there's some other shite as well. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. Now let's open up this thing. I love Christmas. It's like being a winter wonderland, isn't it? What a stunning object. Did you make it? Oh. <laughs> I was like, did you make it? No. Uh, it's a fat person doing a shoulder stand as a candle. Most me object of all time. Thank you so much. I think you do win. Well done. Okay, that was... Oh, and apparently there's another gift here that Maya's given to me. Is that right, Maya? Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of, BBB, you said speaking of people, like, giving shit wrapping. It's, uh... I'm pretty sure it's something from Sainsbury's. <laughs> Custard. <laughs> it's Devon custard, creamy and delicious. Lovely. Okay. <laughs> well, at least it's not fucking gravy because I'm so bored of people sending my PO number gravy. Yes, I have a PO number. Okay, wonderful. Shall we get on? Yeah, lovely. Now, um, I would love if somebody would love to join me, if someone's got a burning desire to be like, I've always wanted to answer a call with you. Do you want to come up? <laughs> you should do it. Yeah. Sarah from the north, do you want to come down? I'd love you to come on down. Lovely. Now, Sarah, do you like um, orange matchmakers? Fair enough. To Fifi? Yeah, come on. Treat yourself. I'm not giving you those. Um, lovely. You treat yourself. Um, so, Sarah, do you live over here? I do, I. You need to oh, hold that in hand. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Whereabouts <laughs> do you live? I live in Hackney. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Um, and uh, what do you do in your life? Uh, I'm a community organiser. You should know my friend Zoe. I know, I was just like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know her. Uh, what does community organising mean? Um, I go into the community and organise it. <laughs> 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 wow, what community? Um, it's it's around housing issues, so it tends to be people who are in different types of housing situations, yeah. and we basically um, do something to kind of attack a local council or a local developer. Fab, fab. You're a great person. Huh? Yeah. You're a great person, aren't you? <laughs> I just like shouting. <laughs> Fair enough, but you seem like you've got spirit and spite, which is a good thing, like I think we're, we need more of that, hey? Yeah, I like shouting, and I like getting other people shouting, yeah. and then... It's also just about a lot of people I work with are like women or non-binary people, people who are black, people different, you know, like different ethnicities, yeah. and it's just getting them to know they have their power and knowing to use it. Yeah, fair enough. And like, fuck them, fuck everybody, just like get out there and shout. Sorry, I'm so sorry. There you go. You don't have to apologise. Oh, I love a bit of effing and blinding me. <laughs> yeah, too right. So, do you know how this works? Basically, we're going to raise somebody and then you can have an opinion on it. Okay. They call it an award-winning podcast. Oh, congratulations. They don't. No one's ever given oh, us okay. a fucking award. <laughs> um, okay, lovely. Should we go on? Hi, Scotty. It's Maggie calling from Barcelona. 
uh, not in Barcelona anymore. I'm back in lovely London town and I'm here with my mum and she wants to tell you about a little story that uh, made us all giggle and thought it'd probably make you giggle too. So here's my mum, Kay. Hello. Oh, I just want to tell you a bit of a story that happened to me a few years ago. I have a friend, a neighbour who lives across the road, elderly, not very well, and I used to just go and check on her every now and again. So one evening I went over and uh, she said, Kay, I would like you to do something for me. She, I know you wouldn't mind, she said, because you're a darling. I said, OK, what do you want? Well, she said, I'm having a bit of trouble with my bowels. And she said, I want to know, would you put a, a what you call a thing up your a suppository, I think it's called, would you put that up my bum? So I said, oh, 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 OK, yeah, of course I will, OK. Oh, you're a darling, she said, that'll help me a lot. Anyway, she gave me this thing, and off we went to the bathroom, and she bent over, and uh, I, I pushed it up for her, and I thought, that's it, no problem, OK, and that was done. So I made her a cup of tea and had a chat, and then I came home, and the next morning I, I rang her, and uh, I said, Pat, yeah, are you OK? Oh, she said, Kay, I had awful trouble with my bum. She said, I think it fell out. Oh, I said, oh, God, that's sad. I said, oh, God. <laughs> anyway, she said, I'm going to just rest now all day. I thought, OK, I'll be over later on. So I had to go into work, and there, I had a friend who is a nurse, and I told her what happened. So she said, what did you do with the suppository? She said, did you melt it, put it into water? I said, no. Oh, my God, she said, no, you're supposed to take it out of the plastic cover and put it into warm water, and that melts, and out comes the suppository, and that's what you're supposed to put up a bomb, not a four-edged bit of plastic. She said, well, you didn't tear the poor woman to bits. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that story from my mum, Kay. <laughs> Bye, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, Maggie, from Barcelona, now in London. Uh, <laughs> well, Sarah, did you know that's how you had to do it? I did not. There you go. There's a lesson learned. Every day is a school day. <laughs> <laughs> and it was lovely um, that this was coming from an Irish mouth as yeah. well. It was so matter-of-fact. That's, that's the way it is, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes you just got to go to your neighbour's house and help their bum. You know, like, I... I'm sure I'll be asked in yeah. the future. I can imagine that happening to me. And just before uh, do you say, are you Catholic or Protestant, just before putting the suppository... <laughs> I could probably tell by that. <laughs> that one's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> what does the pro Protestant asshole look like? <laughs> I, I'm a lady, I can't talk... <laughs> Beautiful work. Do you know, there was something about uh, this that did really remind me of my mum and my nan because they're just like, sometimes I'll get a phone call and I'll pick up the phone, no hello or anything. Yeah. <laughs> no hello or anything. And my mum will be like, well, she's dead. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, oh my God, like it's my nan or like, oh my God, it's like somebody in the family. Yeah. She's like, no. The woman I was last talking to you about. Yes, you know, and you're, you're like, woman. oh my God, yeah, yeah. So halfway through a, a conversation, which yes. I, I think is, um, and, but the relationship with death and Irishness I find quite compelling. It's one of my favourite things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad I brought it up. Why? Um, well, I've, well, 
queer, you know, people, we've dealt with a lot of death in mm. my family, in friends, subgroups, blah, blah, blah. I think it's just really important to talk about because we're all going to die. Mm. You may as well fucking have the crack. You may as well talk about it, tell people what you want, make sure your wishes are out there. And also, it's just to, like, not make it scary anymore. Mm. Also, I do, it is definitely a Northern Irish thing. My whole thing about my granny being like, I saw a banshee. I saw a banshee. <laughs> And I was like, fucking hell, nanny. And she was like, yeah, fucking banshee down the end of the garden. And I was like, fuck this. And it was a cat. It was a cat screaming. <laughs> but she was like, it was a banshee. And my granddad was like, it was a fucking cat. And this story has gone on and on. I mean, many a time a cat has been misgendered as a banshee. <laughs> you know, there was that. I have a collection of photographs, and I don't know if, if you have these, but um, of me back home standing with various graves. Yes! Oh, my God! <laughs> oh, my God! Sorry, my granny died. Uh, it's okay, I can laugh at it. My granny died in March, and uh, went back. And <laughs> I wasn't laughing. I think we'll need the end of the story, Sarah. <laughs> there was two deaths in my family quite quickly together. There's a couple of stories, but I'll just tell you this one thing. But uh, the, the, the gravestone, she got buried where my granddad had already been buried, so the gravestone was already there, and they did all the thing and put her in the grave. And I just, re- I didn't even realise I did it. I took my phone out and took a photograph of her grave while it was open. And everybody around me went, that's a beautiful photo. And then I think I sent it to Ella. I definitely came home and was like, this is my granny's grave. And Ella's like, what the fuck? Put that, put that on the Facebook Literally, so we can yes. share it with the relations. They're in yeah, Australia. Yeah. 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 I've got lots of photographs <laughs> of me as a child where various um, relatives would say, uh, stand next to your grandmother. And I'd go, yes. Clutching a gravestone like this, and my mum going, Smile! <laughs> every Christmas. So weird, every isn't it? Christmas. And the family grave as well yeah. is such a thing. You've got to yeah. clean it every Christmas. Yeah. Well, right. there you go. Yeah. Lovely, cheery one there for me. Sarah, do you want to stay a while? Do you want another yeah, one? Yeah, okay. yeah why not? Crack. I'm having a lovely time with Sarah. Yeah? Oh, no, that wasn't an invite. I was letting you know it was, a st- <laughs> it was a statement, it was a fact. I wasn't looking for approval. Okay, let's have another one, yeah? Hiya, Scotty and the crew. Christmas time. Faggy Farmer here, by the way. You asked some questions about being on the farm at Christmas and what that means for our Christmas dinners and relationships to food. And I get asked this a lot. Lots of people always ask me, like, oh, but if you've got these beautiful little baby lambses and you have to, like, bottle feed some of them and you have the beautiful little piggies that you see as little babies and you put all the cute pictures up on the internet of them... Do you not, like, not want to eat them? And I don't know. For me, it makes it easier in a way. I know that if I'm if we're eating the meat that's from the farm, we know exactly how well they've been looked after. We know that they've had a nice life. We know that they've been healthy. And for me, I'd rather eat something that I know that I have looked after. And you always know this, like, from the moment that this is born, like... And it's usually the boys as well, you have to remember this, like usually we don't generally tend to eat the girls because the girls can give us babies. Um, so most of the time you're eating boys because boys are useless and stupid, so they're always the first to go to be eaten. And yes, we do eat the bastards first. So the cow that I'm going to be eating tomorrow night was a bull or a steer, actually. We called him a steer because he had his bollocks chopped off. That tried to kill me in a field at least three times. By charging at me. Not fun. So, it was decided that he would be the next cow to go to slaughter. And no, I don't feel guilt. I feel much 
better about eating these animals because I know them. I had a relationship with them and I looked after them. So, yeah, if you're lucky enough to live in the countryside or anywhere, get to know local farmers or local butchers and try and buy direct from them because nine times out of ten, if they're doing that, they will have better sounds than often what you will get from supermarkets and you will know that. So, happy Christmas all. Bye, Babs. Love you. Lovely cheery chat there, Sarah. I mean, there's a lot of death in this section, isn't there? How do you feel about killing your own animals? Well, I always kill the bastards first. (laughs) (laughs) There was part of that feminist wavelength that I was like, I could actually, I could get into this actually. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, are you a meat eater? Uh, Yes, I am, but I tend to eat a lot of vegan food from being from East London. tells me Sarah's experiencing a thing called shame. <laughs> Bit of guilt there, Sarah, is there? Catholic guilt. Yeah. Make it look cool. Yeah, um, yeah I eat meat, but like, I don't go and be like, do you know what I need today? A fucking steak from that bastard. Like, I just... Who's you know, that bastard? The... Oh, right, sorry, I thought <laughs> there was like some bloke in Hackney. Oh, you were yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, fucking yeah. give me your fucking steak. No, it's just generally just generally the, 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 the bastard animal. Yeah, yes. okay. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know. See, my brother's a vegan and was oh. a political vegan oh, for some time. You know, that yeah. oh, you're still having milk. You know, that, that. <laughs> yes, where yes, I'm like, yes. do you know what? I was once 20 and radical as well, yeah. actually. So, yes, I, yeah. Live, live, you, you do, and do it well. Yeah. 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 I mean, what else have straight cis people got apart from veganism? <laughs> <laughs> I swear, the fucking straights, man. That's what you're eating them. Sorry. <laughs> Tell me, those were quite big feelings you have about heterosexuals, there, Sarah. Do, are you? Do you like heterosexuals? I don't not like heterosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sarah, let's create a tally, right? Okay. And it's going to be three things. Okay. It's okay. Okay. Meat eaters. Right. Heterosexuals. Uh huh. Protestants, in which <laughs> snug marry avoid. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, fuck it. At least you didn't say Tory there. I would have fucking <laughs> had to take that away. Uh, snog a Protestant. Oh, wow. Very political audience here. I've, I've been in relationships with other people of other religions. Fair enough. I'm forward yeah. thinking. All right. Don't um, need to bring it down. <laughs> uh, what was the other one? Snog marry avoid. Uh, meat eaters and vegans. Oh, God. Heterosexuals, sorry. I just. I'd probably avoid heterosexuals if I could. Yes. Uh, And then marry a vegan, I guess, because the food's always good. Yes, actually, it's a bit more inventive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And they can tell you lots of things about it. Yeah. I'm like, tell me more about tofu. Oh, really? Oh, I've never never said the words, tell me more about tofu. (laughs) I live in East London. (laughs) Yeah. I'm more, tell me more about how you make seitan. And they're like, oh, it's actually pronounced seitan. You know, and you're like, oh, fuck off. No, I don't care. I don't like gluten anyway. Um, yes. uh, there was a question I was about to ask you about uh, the heterosexuals. Yes. It would be an easier life, wouldn't it, if you didn't have to explain yourself yes. all the time? And yes. I think for me, that's what it's about. I think, and well, I guess there's a point where um, I think I was talking to my partner, and I've been, I'm bi. And uh, as you could tell with pink hair. And, um, it was a major giveaway. <laughs> 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 but it's like, uh, I grew up with the idea that everybody was actually bi. So when somebody was like, they came out to me as straight, I was like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Um, and kind of like, as I've got older, I've realised that it's like, 
they're actually the majority, which is crazy. Mm. But yeah, I think people have to make their own choices and just don't push it down my throat, you know? I have different opinions. Dirty <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, please push it down my throat. Do you know my favourite group of people in the acronym at the moment? I mean, you know, not like I'm favouritising, yeah, yeah. but it's politically by people because I just love the fact they're really good at just reminding people that they eradicate bi people all the time. Yeah. So they're like, I'm actually bisexual. And I'm like, I love watching it unfold. And then watching the queerest of queer people who've just been put in their place be like, oh yeah, I didn't mean that. You know, like obviously like the whole, yeah, dip, dip. So I, lo- I love watching that unfold. So more political bias is, yeah. is my vibe. Yeah. Uh, any final closing thoughts from you, please, Sarah? Um, no, just, um, I also hate Christmas and I hope everybody just looks after themselves. Yeah. And, you know, fuck the Tories. There you go. Sarah, thank you very much. Thank you, Sarah. Lovely. Well, look at that. That was... Is that our five calls, Maya? Lovely. We've done five calls. We usually do five calls for a live. I have been told there was a final call that got submitted very late in the day that has been edited. So there is one in the bank if you've got time. Would you like another call? Should we do it? We have no idea what it is. Well, they do. I don't. Um, so, um, yeah, let's, let's do number six. By the time this gets played, I will very hopefully be lying in bed, post-breast reduction, having my mum and my partner hopefully bring me lots of snacks. Um, God, I don't know if you can hear it in the background, but the um, cathedral's ringing. Um... So I've been on the wait list for this operation for four years and I'm sure a lot of people who've been waiting for things will not understand that feeling of like, have I arrived now? And this operation has been um, cancelled and postponed a total of three times. So hopefully when you listen to this, it will have happened. Just thinking like, we're always between places. We're always on our way somewhere. Like, I'm between projects, between bits of my career. Like, I'm already gearing up to what I'm going to look forward to in the next year. We've not arrived, we're arriving. Um, And I think as we approach these last four episodes of this really, really special, strange, bird death and poop-obsessed pub... um, We're still arriving, and sometimes arriving means taking a pause for a second. But I think we're not reaching a final place, and I think that's really special. I don't know, in some way that gives me comfort that I don't have to spend my life fulfilling each step. Like, the going can be the doing, if that makes any sense at all. But yeah, so... Thanks for a gorgeous 11 seasons. Thanks for mending my heart and breaking it. And thank you to all these lovely people that have just, I don't know, given it beans, given it tenderness. And, yeah, I am really sorry to not be with you in London, but I send you all my love, all of you. Love you lots. Bye. Sweet. 
So sweet, and, but also quite ominous as well. Like, ding, 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 ding. It's like very, it was like all of a sudden I thought the ghost of Christmas past is going to walk through the door and be like, ATT was all a lie. This is what the future could hold. Um, I think I know who this is because I met them on the street. Um, and I really love when I meet ATTers on the street because I'll tell you how I know that they're you. You're usually crying and shaking. <laughs> Hello! I'm like, I mean, you're generally, because we are like that as people. Um, uh, but we, I spotted this person and I was like, I think I know you. And they were like, yeah, I think I know you as well. And we had like a really lovely chat and a lovely, um, so I think this is a long-term listener and caller and contributor called Alina, who has called in lots over the years with some gaps as well. So having this surgery, and I think... As we know, ATT listeners will be able to hear this through lots of different gauzes and lots of different experiences and people feeling like they can be themselves and align themselves. It's like such an important thing. But what a beautiful message about this idea of liminality. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I wish that that actually came from my head, but I did just do a 16-hour yoga course about it. <laughs> about the liminal space and uh, for those of you who are not as interesting as me uh, the liminal space is the space in between but something I learn about um, what really stuck with me is um, some psychologists don't care who they were um, made up this um, sense of this wave of change and um, I've been going through lots of change myself this year as well Alina and uh, I read it and I was like oh my God, that's like so beautiful to know. A bit like the seven stages of grief, like there are these changes of uh, this wave of change. And the important thing to remember, or the thing that I really took from it, was in wherever you start at that point of change, where you offer yourself change, where you decide change is what you need and what you want. And no matter how difficult, of course, you go on this wave and you come down and you explore the depths of fear and the unknown and perhaps like financial change and housing change and all the rest of it that comes with change. But you always end up higher on this wave than when you started and it wasn't in capitalist terms it was just in emotional terms that because you'd created that change for yourself you will in undoubtedly I can say liminality but I can't say undoubtedly reap the rewards of taking that change for you so um, that's what came to mind there does anybody have any thoughts or feelings that they'd like to share about that call or what Alina just said in which case I'm going to say, that's it. <laughs> sort of, sort of, that sort of felt very final, didn't it? That's it. And cue bells. Ding, ding, ding. Um, at After the Tone, P-O-D on the socials if you want to join in the chat. Remember, we're really keen to get your suggestions for our best of greatest hit show. So if you've got calls that you're like, I definitely need those in, you can pick up the phone, call us, tell them about them. You can message us on Instagram. We would love to have your input on those. And listen, you know, this period of time, it can be massively complex for many of us. Routine has changed. There's a lot of family stuff to navigate, a lot of food stuff to navigate, and a lot of the new year, new you shit is close behind. So remember, mind yourself, take a few moments for yourself, and don't feel like you've always got to bite your lip. 
And if in doubt, there's probably an ATT episode about it. So remember, the gang are always here. The pub is always open. So all that's left to say is have a good one, whether you do or you don't. Thank you and good night. Okay, that's the end. Goodbye. Cheers. ATT This Week is produced by Maya Miller-Lewis, Vice Producer Tim Banno, Executive Producer Debbie Kilbride. After the Tone is a Debbie production. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.